Hi there, welcome to Talk Canicross. I'm Janetta George. And I'm Gail Walker. We're here today to talk all things Canicross, the fun way to get fit with your dog. So each month we'll be joined by a special guest or two. We'll hear from professionals, regular Canicrossers, and also dog and human experts in their field. It will be real people and real stories. So we hope you'll join us, whether it's for training tips, dog talk, or just for fun and encouragement. This is Talk Canicross, brought to you by DogFit. And don't forget to hit subscribe and keep in touch with all things Canicross. Hello and welcome to our latest episode of Talk Canicross. At DogFit, we believe that Canicross is for everyone and every dog. However, sometimes taking those first steps in the sport is the hardest part. There can be lots of reasons stopping you and having the confidence to try that first time can open the doors to a wonderful sport and fun with your dog. Today we're joined by Ine Victor Garrick, who is also one of our DogFit ambassadors. On social media, he's known as Victor Garrick, and together with his dog Zuko, aka Firelord, they regularly canicross and race together, and we have a great time following their adventures. But we're interested to hear about their journey, as Ine only started running as an adult and went from having a fear of dogs to now owning two. They regularly take part in events and are going from strength to strength. So first of all, welcome, Ine. It's so lovely to have you on the show. Thank you for having me on today. I'm really, really excited and I'm really glad to be here and, um, you know, to share whatever little nugget of wisdom <laughs> I've uh, gathered in the last year or so. Oh, great, great. I'm sure you've got more than one nugget of wisdom, but um, <laughs> it's such a pleasure to have you on our podcast. So thank you, Ine. Um, thank you for um, finding the time to chat with us. Um, but I think that for those people that aren't um, already following you on Instagram and on your social um, would you mind just giving us a bit of background about yourself and, and obviously about your dog as well, because I'd love to hear, hear more about um, Fire Lord. <laughs> right. Uh, so where do I start? Um, so in terms of um, running, I've never always run. Um, I started running when I was uh, when I turned 30, actually. Um, I think I was playing with my son at the time and something happened uh, physically to me. And I thought, oh, I'm way too young for this to be happening. So um I thought I probably need to start doing something and uh, get my body moving and try and be active. And um, I uh, stumbled upon um, running and um, it's just been a, a real amazing journey. Uh, it's gone from strength to strength. Um, I mean, and to add to that, I, I've had so many great opportunities and the running has presented me, but I think one of the greatest joys I've had, especially in the last year, um, he's running alongside uh, my dog, um, Zuko. Um, everyone knows him as the Fire Lord. Um, okay. he's, he, he's, he's named after um, a character from um, Avatar, uh, The Last Airbender. Okay. Um, so uh, when we first had him, I thought he's, he seemed quiet, but he's in fiery nature as well. So I yeah. thought oh, that'd be the perfect name um for him I had a lot of resistance from the family to give him that name but somehow I won in the end and uh, <laughs> we've just um yeah we absolutely love and adore him um and then we got another dog um <laughs> Zula um which she's a mini fire lord as well uh loads of energy um nine months old now and um I mean I'm just so excited to get uh, running with her as well she's already showing so many signs that she's going to be a fantastic um, running partner and I just can't wait to explore that with her yeah no lovely and so when you first started you obviously 
as you said, you were you decided you needed to get a bit fitter. Did you join a local running club? How did you kind of what was those first steps that you did? I know uh, that was before Canicross, but the very <laughs> the very first step was um, well, don't do what I did. Okay, I I invested in the poor choice of shoes. Okay. I found the I found the cheapest shoes I could because I didn't think oh I I, I it would stick. Yeah, I, and uh, I just I'd been putting it off after my thirtieth uh, birthday for a month or so, and one day I just woke up at um, about half five in the morning. I was like, right, this is the day I'm going to do it. Um, got my shorts on, took had a glass of water, and uh, put my t-shirt on, put my my ten pound pair of trainers on, cheap trainers, my cheap trainers. <laughs> And um, by and I remember the time exactly, quarter past six, I went out the house. I thought I'll just try and do a little jog. I think I went probably about just over 3K, some, somewhere between two miles and 2.2 miles. And it's, it's, to date, is the most painful um, two yeah. miles I've ever run. Um, at the end of it, oh, everything just hurt so badly. <laughs> Um, and I got to work and I couldn't walk properly. Like, oh, I was like, no, this is just too much. Um, but it was just something about it. At the end of the, after all that pain, there was just a certain sense of achievement and relief. Yeah. And um, I thought after two days after the first round, I thought oh, I'll give it another go um, again. I did it again. And um, slowly from there, I started. Um, Luckily, where I was, um, there was a local uh, running club um, in the community, not affiliated, but just yeah. you know, a couple of community, um, you know, people who lived in the community started a, a running club, uh, the Pomprenai Jog Squad. And um, they, well, they found me really because <laughs> I, was, I was running on my own and um, I, I pulled something and I could hardly work and I was in so much pain. And they jogged past me and one of them stopped to say, oh, are you OK? I was like, yeah, you know, they asked me how I was and everything. And um, I just joined them from then. Oh, nice. And, um, you know, there were a few veterans in there. When I say veterans, people who had been running for like years. And, you know, they really gave me some good, sturdy advice and, um, you know, talked to me about joining a, you know, a proper running club when I was ready. Talked to me about park run. Um, I did a couple of races with with um, the jog squad, and funny enough, that's the first time I saw people running with dogs. There were two of them that had dogs. Oh, um, with, the, with the running club, did they did they talk to you about trainers as well? Like what? How shocking! Oh yeah, 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 they did. <laughs> but but before I met them, I, I knew I had terrible trainers because there was a runner in my workplace, and uh, she told me, "It's like no, you can't run in these." Um, you need to invest in the proper pair, um, you know, which I did. But um, I mean, the first time I, I ever saw anyone running with their dogs was them. And um, I remember there was a, a Cocker Spaniel and they used to run with us and a Border Collie. I just, it, it just blew my mind. It's like, how, it's like, how, you know, yeah. how, how are you doing this? And uh, the dogs are so clever. So well, we know how intelligent border collies are and cocker spaniels are. But it just absolutely blew my mind. And, um, you know, it was always a pleasure uh, running with them and their dogs. I didn't think I could do it, uh, obviously, until a couple of years later. But, yeah, that's how I pretty much started. Um, yeah. So if, if I could give anyone any advice, I'd say don't do it on your own, really. Um, I did it all on my own. Um, and it was 
definitely harder um, doing it on my own. If there's a, a local running club or you've got a friend who, you know, is happy to, you know, you know, go on a couple of runs with you and, you know, just give you that initial, um, you know, advice and help, you know, it really yeah. goes a long way. Yeah, no, absolutely. Can you remember that first time you did Canning Cross? Oh, I remember. <laughs> I remember our very first race. But before then, um, yes, now it's popped up here. Um, I remember um, when I first, the first run me and Zuko ever did, he was eight months old, but I wasn't running in the harness or anything. It was free yeah. running. Uh, we just like go to a big field, run around in circles. And then I started doing little things with him. Like, well, we'd, we'd sort of run, walk. So we'd run for like a, a minute on the lead. We'd walk for like three minutes and then run yeah, again. Yeah. And, um, you know, obviously when he turned one, I started doing like, okay, I invested in the kit then. I, I, I've i got to say the starter kit, the dog fit one, uh, was really helpful. And I, I I think I chatted to a couple of people who gave me good advice on, um, you know, the, what I need to be looking for yeah. in terms of uh, equipment. And um, our first race was last year in January, 15th of January, I believe. <laughs> wow. Um, oh, no, no, not, not last year. No, this year. Is it? Well, hang on. No, last year. Yeah. Last year, last year okay. 15th of January, because he's two now. And um, yeah, we, um, we lined up at... Um, uh, there's a there's a local um, company that holds events, very friendly and very, uh, like I said, very local. And um, we got there, and I was so nervous because I'd never been, uh, you know, at a, yeah. a kind of cross race um, before. We'd done park runs before, and I was already worried about his dog etiquette. I was like, oh gosh, it's like we're gonna be the ones that are gonna, you know, my dog's gonna be the reactive dog. It's gonna like go for every dog. But everyone was really helpful, really encouraging because they'd all been there. Yeah. Um, you know, they knew what it was like. They said, look, don't worry about it. You know, if you need to, um, you know, be in a particular area and, you know, calm, you know, calm your dog down. That's fine. So what, what, was he very excited then? Was he? He's um, he was very excited, but at the same time, very unsure um, yeah. because he's um. Obviously, I'm not sure with most dogs, it's 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 quite daunting for them. You know, there's there's, there's all these dogs they've never met before. Yeah. Um, you know, he's on the lead, and you know, he's um he's better when he's off lead than when he's on lead. You know, yeah. and um, you know, he, he he felt that there wasn't any escape for him, so it was a, a constant job for the first hour, just like really reassuring him and just like really getting him calm. We went yeah. to a, a quiet area. Now and again, we'd walk past other dogs. Uh, I found that doing the warm up with your dog helps. It really yeah. um, calms yeah. him down. And um, we started last, which was very helpful. And uh, we were the last to set off. And um, oh, he absolutely amazed me um, wow. that day because all the little commands I was working with him um, on, on our own, I thought, oh, he's not getting this. Um, but on the day, absolutely blew my mind. I say left, you go left. I was like, oh, it's like, oh, you'd be saving it for the big day. <laughs> and was, was that a mass start or was it a, a staggered start? 
Um, it was a staggered start, yeah. um, actually. Um, so he went by um, names and it so happened that um, I was the last. Um, so it made things easier. I think we started a minute apart um, from um, everyone else. But it, it went yeah. really, really well. Uh, we caught up with um, quite a few people. We even won a little trophy. Oh wow! Um, First I event. We, I know. I think we. I think we finished third overall. Um, yeah. Or we finished fourth overall, but third male, um, according to the times, which was really, really, you know, really awesome. Um, and yeah, it's been oh, wonderful. So you obviously haven't looked back since. So you've taken oh, no. numerous events, have you since? Yeah, year. we've. Yeah. yeah, we've done a few. Uh, we'd like to do more. Um, we've done a few, you know, 10Ks. Uh, we did the Pembry, um, the Cani uh, X, uh, mm -hmm. I think it's, it's uh, Wales, Scotland and um, yeah. England. That's usually a really funny event. We did the, obviously, Pembry is not far from where we live. So we did that. Oh, that was absolutely again amazing. The beach run. Oh, I've never run so fast uh, before. Um, <laughs> that's the fastest two miles I've ever run Brilliant. Um, on, on the beach and uh, something like 10 or 11 minutes it's absolutely crazy yeah. um, but then we did that and we did our we did our first half marathon this year I believe um, the Hawker half now that was a funny story because I did initially I didn't think dogs were allowed I just rang the race organizer and said oh look you know I know you've got a 10k edition and there's a half I was like I'd like to run with my I was like I need to exercise him anyway uh, <laughs> I was like oh we're happy to start at the back you know everyone can go for that and we'll just yeah. you know catch up with everyone and they're like yeah go on and uh yeah we we did his first half marathon which went really really well as well uh, he stayed by my side the whole time um, at a really good decent pace yeah. And um, at the end of it, he, I think he still had a lot more <laughs> to keep going. Um, I know it's yeah, brilliant. That, that's lovely. I mean, I think that, you know, obviously there are event organisers that do allow dogs and we we have the listing on, on our website of events yeah. around the UK and, you know, more are coming on board and it's just you know finding those events where they welcome dogs and they have water at the, the aid stations and things mm. like that but um those longer distances are really rewarding when you do them with your dog aren't they oh they're, they're absolutely brilliant and i any trail race uh, i'm entering i always ask the race organizer i was like look can i run with my dog um you know like i said i'm happy to start at the back and um most of them are usually fine um with it um obviously based on is uh, what what their insurance covers but uh, most i've asked and uh, we've got an event um this december i'm not sure yet if i'm going to run with him it's a bit far um i haven't trained him up to a level that i think he's ready to tackle on it yet so he might sit that one out um but yeah great so it sounds like you'd like quite like different distances you've done a few 5ks and upping the distance to half marathon so yeah build up the training basically yeah yeah that's the plan um try and build him up slowly so if i'm being completely honest because obviously uh for those who may not know zuko is a he's a lurcher so he's a he's a cross between a, a sight hound and uh you know a, a working breed so yeah, i think his cross is saluki and greyhound and bull terrier and i always i always thought oh as a sight you know the beautiful speed i yeah. thought oh, you know 5k i was like that'll be it you know he won't you know but 
the, the endurance on him is um, absolutely amazing to see. But again, it's, it's come from building it slowly, um, you know, with him. So as far as I'm concerned, any dog can, um, can he cross, you know, you just got to build this some further than others, but you know. Yeah, so. absolutely. I mean, it's just, as, you, as you've just mentioned, those longer distance and we've can it cross marathon distances, but you build up exactly the same way as you would the runner um because it, it's obviously just building up that endurance in the dog so mm. but yeah but how did you just going backwards a little bit you you obviously had a fear of dogs how and you obviously went to the running club you saw them somebody running with a dog and then you thought oh I'm not frightened of dogs anymore I'm gonna get one well it's a it's it's a, it's a funny story uh well it's not a funny story at the time when it happened when I was five I got um I got attacked by um, three German shepherds um, oh. at the time. And um, yeah, it really, it really scared, scared me. Um, but I think, because where I grew up, because I, I grew up in Nigeria before I moved to the UK. And, you know, then things are changing now. But then if you had a dog, you had a dog for a reason. You had a dog for a security. Dogs weren't sort of perceived as pets. Yeah. But I think ever since moving to the, um uk you can see you can tell the relationship between people and the dogs is quite different um it's more of a caring and you know loving relationship and um it's more of a partnership that you know with the dogs and you know slowly you know i'm still apprehensive um you know around dogs yeah. but i mean the dogs like like i said those two um bod um uh, was the bother collie and um, the other one, the Cocker Spaniel, you know, they're such amazing dogs, you know, really built up my confidence, especially the Border Collie. He's so loving. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, lockdown happened. And uh, we'd always been talking about, you know, you know, it'd be great to have a dog, you know, for the kids. And, you know, it's a great opportunity as well for, for me to do a bit more hiking and walking. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just yeah. we just took the plunge then. And, um yeah, ever since, you know, I've got no fear now. Thankfully, I'm super comfortable around as well. Thanks to credit to Zuko, you know, he's really, he's really built my confidence as well um, over the last two years. You know, I couldn't have done it without him. Um, you know, he's, um, it's been a, it's, it's been a steep learning curve, but at the same time, you know, it's been really rewarding for both of us. Yeah, um, I can imagine. I expect the bond you've built as well, just from doing Canny Cross oh yeah That's something yeah so so going back to what you, was, you obviously talked talked about taking part in a number of events and it sounds like you got got into that quite quickly I mean we a lot of um a lot of our customers will go out and do social runs they'll go out with their dog fit train and do classes um but they'll obviously aspire to take part in events and I guess something we always um encourage is that if whatever people want to do you mentioned earlier it's it's um and you know any dog any person can get involved and you don't have to be super fast to get involved in an event it's you know no. you can treat that have your own personal goals in mind so but there will be people listening today you know listening to this and thinking well I quite like the idea of doing an event but I'm a little bit apprehensive I'm not sure what to expect will my dog take to it will I you know enjoy it so is there what advice would you say to those people who are just not quite sure yet i would my, my advice would be um as as daunting as it may seem um it's, it's like anything in life anything new is 
you know, can be terrifying. Um, but at the same time, um, I'd, I'd really encourage people not to focus on the negatives of what could go wrong, um, to really focus and hone in on the positives and uh, really just visualize yourself and see yourself doing it. Um, because, I mean, bef before me and Zuko started running, I was very apprehensive about running with him. I thought, oh, this could go completely wrong. But, you know, I had good role models. Um, I had good, you know, good people I spoke to. But at the same time, you know, I pictured myself, I always pictured myself doing it, even when we first got him as a puppy. I thought this is something I aspire to do um, one day uh, with him. And, you know, just go at your own pace. There's no time, there's no timeline on, you know, when you have to do it. It was slightly easier for me and Zuko because obviously I, I was running already, you know. It's, it's an amazing experience, even if you're not a runner and you plan to do a couch to 5K, you know, what a great companion to do it with um, alongside you. You know, you're both learning uh, from each other. You're building a, a stronger relationship and you'd be surprised how in tune you'd be, uh, you know, with your dog. You think you've obviously got a great relationship, but doing an activity together where you're both dependent on each on each other. I mean, with Zuko, there's certain things before it happens. I know on a run, we, we're so in tune. I can already say that's like, this is what he's going to do. And, you know, it's just, it's just spending that time with him and, you know, not being afraid to try anything new. Um, I always, I've always been a firm believer. And, you know, if I, if I want to do something, you know, at least I'll try it once, you know, I try it once and I picture myself doing it and all the, or the joy it could potentially bring me. And um, I just um, I just go for it. And, you know, if it doesn't work first time round, it doesn't mean it's never going to work. You know, delay is not denial is, is one of the, the, the things I say. Um, you know, because, you know, you haven't started yet or your apprehensive has started doesn't mean you can't do it. You know, just, yeah. you know, just give it a go. Yeah. Uh, what, what's the worst that could happen? you know Absolutely. You'd, yeah. you'd regret you'd regret not trying it you yeah, know exactly. that's how i see it so Good advice yeah uh, absolutely. They, um, I mean, and, and sometimes when you're doing it with your dog, you, you're very focused on your dog. And if you, you're new to running or new to events anyway yourself, you'll be thinking about your dog and maybe not thinking so much about yourself. Mm. Um, but I know that you, you also wrote a blog post recently about kind of visualization and self-belief. Yeah. So it'd be great if you could share some of that with our listeners as well. You know, so it, for example, if you're going to a, a race, say quite an important one with a dog, how might you prepare for that then before you go? Um, I mean, for, for me, per, me personally, obviously I've got my own um, sort of personal routine. I, I go dry. First of all, I, I tend to, whatever race me and Zuko plan to do, whether it's on my own or both of us, I try and st study the, the, where we're running. I'll, I'll go out and have a look, you know, not just look at the potential dangers for me, but, you know, are there any potential risks um, to Zuko? Um, but I just, with, with any race, I just picture myself um, 
you know, once I was I walking through the course, we're walking through the course. I'm just thinking, oh, when we get to this point, this is what we're going to have to do. You know, just sort of seeing the picture in my head and just sort of replaying it every, you know, you know, every, every moment. It's like, oh, we've got this race in three weeks time, but not sort of to put pressure on myself, but just, you know, picture I just pictured, you know, the joy on Zuko's face running through this. It's like, oh, there's a there's a there's a puddle coming up here. Uh, you know, uh, we look forward to that on, on, you know, on race day and stuff like that. Or there's this turn or this little climb that I uh, say we're both going to have a take, have to take a break um, yeah. here. I, I do a lot of studying in terms of if there's a YouTube video on the route. Um, yeah. I'll just spend time watching it. I could just watch it over and over again. Yeah. Um, but one of the most important things for me is, you know, visualizing the fun aspect of it. It's like, you know, how much fun that we're going to have um on the day um you know picturing jumping over logs dodging um you know <laughs> that that loose branch um you know and um the sense of community as well just picturing being um you know among other canny crosses other runners um you know swapping you know feel good stories yeah. uh swapping naughty stories on how the mischief the dogs have you know <laughs> um got got up to but all, all the all those things add to the excitement and add to the joy of it and you know a, a race or a run never then seems a task you I, I focus less on the run itself but you know more on you know the the, the additional joys it brings uh, brings me and him uh, yeah, that, and, you that, know. yeah that preparation is um I've done that as well where I you know YouTube's a great platform and if you're yeah. doing something that's being held regularly you, you're bound to find somebody that that might have recorded it um yeah. and just that preparation so you know what to expect as opposed to turning up really cold so yeah and i speak to people as well who've done the event um they tend to have a really good insight as well uh, a few people who've done the events a couple of times but the important thing i think is just you know if there's any doubts uh, we all have doubts now and again but always view yourself as as easy as it may seem me saying it i know it's, it's not that easy to sometimes put yourself in a position where you think oh you know it's like positive affirmations that you know i can do it but i can really say it does work um it, it does really work if you really visualize yourself doing something and you know just really hone on to that belief that you know you do it in training you know you do it when you and your dogs are, are out you know you can do you can do it on that stage you can be one of those people crossing that finish line with your dog, your dog's tongue wagging out and you with a massive smile crossing that finish line. You both getting a meadow, having a doggy biscuit, you know, <laughs> that, you know, you know, all those things that can be you, you know, yeah. you've just really got to see yourself, you know, doing it and you will. That's great. So do you use those visualization techniques right up until the start of the race? Because oh, that's yes. obviously when nerves can really kick in, can't it? Just when you're, and the dogs get really excited and you're, you're counting down to the start. <laughs> I, I, I do. I, what, especially this, the start, the start line, if, if, if anyone's been through a um, uh, canny cross race, the, the start line is just a massive pool of adrenaline just running, coursing through the dogs you know the sound of the dogs just going and going and you know i try to really keep 
Zuko focused and myself focused, I tend to kneel behind him and just like hold him. And um, I hope he understands all the stuff I whisper in his ears. But um, <laughs> I just tell him, I was like, look, we're going to have a good time here. You know, we're just going to, I was like, just stay with me. You know, we're just going to run. We're going to, we're going to enjoy it. You know, just forget about everything else that's happening around you. I was like, it's just me and you, was, you know. I just speak to I'm him. I'm like, visualizing those dog biscuits eventually. Well, uh, well, I hope so. Um, <laughs> but he knows now, once we do this event, he knows there's usually a big treat uh, waiting for him at home. I show it to him, actually, before I was like, look, this is what you're going to have <laughs> when we get back. I was like, so let's be good today. And then this is the reward waiting. I usually carry something in the car with me anyway to give him after a race. But you usually have a big big reward when we get home um but um it, it's really worked uh for us and you know just whilst i'm trying to calm him down he he calms me down as well um because you know i i i get nervous sometimes at um, races it doesn't matter how many times you've done it uh sometimes you get nervous but if he's calm i'm calm yeah then i was yeah. like yes i was like it, it's gonna be a good day we're gonna have fun you know so yeah. i mean that's that's great advice and it, I, I i guess it's focusing on the enjoyment that your dog's having and what's the end the end goal to it all mm. so yeah well we're, we're really into canny cross season now at the moment i mean have you got some events lined up what what's your <laughs> how's your training sort of going what, what's all that involved well we've uh we started back up again um to be honest, he had a long layoff because I'd been doing a lot of ultra specific stuff over the over the summer and uh, training for a marathon. Uh, but obviously the weather's cooler now. So we started off about two or three weeks ago, just simple 5Ks, just a, and 2Ks yeah, and 3Ks, just to get us back up to speed. To be honest, he hasn't lost a beat really. He's just picked up. Uh, I'm the one that's struggling to keep up with him. Um, yeah. But it's different now. Our training is different this time because we're going with Zula now. She's about nine months old. So not on a harness, but she's free running um, at the moment. And it's just brilliant to see not just her growth, but um, Zuko's growth as well. Because he's, when we first started, he used to be all over the place. But I'm surprised, even with her running alongside us, He's more focused on the task at hand than chasing her. Oh, he's, nice. just, he's like, oh, we've got the harness on. So yeah. we're, we're doing specific work um, today. Most of the time they free run with me anyway. But when we're doing things specifically on the harness, it's really focused. But our first event is um, 3rd of December, uh, the Buff 10K um, trail um, in um, Afan Forest. Um, that's where we did the Hawker Half um so it's familiar territory yeah. um for us so we're we're really looking forward to it that, that's with zuko yes yeah. that's with zuko yeah, Z yeah. zula yeah. not yet yeah, no, too young. so yeah. but, but when when she is old enough because obviously you're priming her for the big day she does her first event are you going to go for the two dog approach or are you going to run one separately well i've got a target month mm -hmm. to run with her uh, potentially um so obviously in april next year is when the canny x fur yeah, nation starts again yeah uh, so she should be about 
14 months. Um, yeah. Then, so that's my target, not with both of them on the first event. Um, I don't think, I think you'd be too chaotic, um, <laughs> really. But I do plan to eventually uh, run with both of them. Um, now, a few people have asked the question, a few people who are not involved in Canicross have asked, how's that going to work? Because one's a giant and yeah. one's, um, she's like, oh, it's, she's like a cocker spaniel. I was like, oh, you'd be surprised. Oh, I was like, yeah. I was like don't, don't, don't underrate them. <laughs> I was like, they're, they're power, little powerhouses. Mm. And um, I can already see it. So I think for her, um, because what I'm doing at the moment as well is I take her out specifically and do specific stuff with her without Zuko there. Um, yeah. So he's not a distraction. So I think when we are ready, um, I will just do it with her um, solo. Um, just find a simple um, 5K um, event or perhaps just do a social one with a group yeah. uh, first, actually, because that actually helps Zuko. We ran socially with a couple of groups before we actually went into a proper race. So he, he knew kind of what to expect, I think. Um, yeah. But yeah. We, we run with um, lots of Spaniels. They absolutely love it and they are fabulous canny crosses. Pretty good. Yeah. And they um, also another, you know, when you, and I'm sure there will be an occasion where you do canny cross with two of them. Sometimes, you know, a good approach with two very different height dogs is to have them on two separate lines as opposed to having a splitter because then they can run at their own pace without influencing the other one. Mm. I, know, I know through experience because I've got two very different sized dogs. So, it doesn't when they run quite differently so it works better if they're on two separate lines but um, oh well, that's good advice actually yeah because what i've been doing i've got a splitter i've been walking both of them i just wanted yeah. to i just wanted to see what the dynamic could potentially be yeah. so sometimes when we walk i've got like a splitter line and they just walk side by side so i'm watching i'm watching you know how they're interacting with each other whilst we're walking along I'm thinking, right, okay, interesting. Noticing a couple of um, things between both of them. At the moment, they seem in sync, but obviously it's probably a different ball game when they run together. That's so funny. we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's a really good idea what you're doing though. And they're getting used to trotting along next to each other. And it yeah. might actually you yeah. know, it might work on a splitter because it might be that, that Zuko is uh, helping the, you know, the new kid on the block learn the ropes. Uh, yeah. So maybe. Do they do they get on well the two of them? Yeah, they get on well now. Well, they get on well. Um, yeah. The first nine days wasn't the best. He <laughs> oh, was he was quite apprehensive. It's like who is this young lady who's joined the the foe that I know yeah. nothing about? Uh, yeah. To be fair, I could have done a better job of introducing them um, together. Um, that's a uh, something I learned that my approach wasn't particularly the best. But somehow, um, thankfully, it worked because I understood Zuko's temperament. Um, it takes him a couple of um, minutes to adjust to, to new things. But obviously, this was a huge thing for him. Um, but no, after nine days, I remember him walking up to her, bringing a toy and giving it to her. I was like, oh, I was like, oh we've cracked it. Yes. Um, but then they still couldn't sleep together in the same place. But now they're absolutely, um, they absolutely, share, they share the same room. Uh, they sleep together now. Uh, they're absolutely brilliant with each other. It's a joy watching them play. 
Uh, watching two dogs just absolutely mm. have a go with each other playing is oh, an amazing feeling. Yeah, lovely to watch, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that obviously, so you've obviously got some plans for Zula with her first event. And have you, and you've obviously got the the events coming up um, with the other dogs. So have you, have you got a few events coming up with him? Um, so the above 10K is the first one uh, we're planning to do. Um, now, there is, there are a couple of events we haven't signed up to yet, but that we're looking at, we're definitely doing the Hawker Half again. Yeah. Um, next year because Zuko is the poster boy um, for the ad on the website so uh, we were lucky to be gifted a free place there so we're doing that um, next year um, definitely we'll be doing Red January together uh, me and him uh, we did it last yeah. year <laughs> oh no we did it the start of this year so we're doing it again next year um, but we've also got a few trail races we're looking at um, at the moment um, we're potentially eyeing up a ultra marathon, um, but it depends on the time we put in to training yeah. um, together. Um, but definitely on the cards is the Buff 10K in December, um, the Hawker Half in February next year. And um, if Red Kite, because um, they tend to host an event in January, if they do, we'll definitely be taking part in that because that's local to us. They do a couple of 10Ks, which is nice. Yeah. Um, so no. Excellent. Well, well, Zuko's going to be a busy boy, isn't he? <laughs> well, he has had a long rest over the summer, so uh, you know he's back to work <laughs> now. Yeah. yeah, that's it now. Yeah. But that's a really good point you make. I mean, for anyone who's sort of new to this sport, and we're talking all about events. You know, we are in the canny cross season, and you know, typically it's going to be September to April time. And we always say to people, if there are any events, sort of even in April May time, be mindful of the weather because if yeah. it's too warm or too humid and it varies on on the type of the breed of dog as well and, and their age and we've even done a podcast all about that so um but yes that's often why it sounds like you're cramming a lot in because it's that the best time to be running the dogs especially if you're racing yeah yeah i mean our, our schedule is quite nice actually I, I i treat it like um if he if we run today he has a day off the following day um so yeah. i don't run him every day um you'll you'll have a you'll have a good run um uh, we might do like a six mile and then you'll have an easy day the following day like a 20 minute walk in the morning and it'll just be just rest throughout the whole day i try not to overload him um as much he'll keep going but obviously yeah um it's for his own good <laughs> yeah, no, um, absolutely i mean that's what it's really important that um you know, you pace the dogs as well, because as you said, they don't have an off button, so they'll just no. keep going. So you've just got to kind of help them through that. But um, I mean, we, we'll obviously tag your Instagram in, in the show notes because um, we really enjoy following your progress and kind of seeing seeing the dogs as well and the, the big oh, smile. Thank you. Yeah, it's been I mean, it's lovely having you on the show. And, um, you know, if anyone listening to this, especially people that are a bit nervous about taking part in events and things like that, if you've got any other advice for them, you know, what, what would you say to them if you met them? Um, don't be afraid. Um, you know, the community, the Caddy Cross community is so supportive. Um, I mean, find a local uh, if there's a local Canicross, um, you know, group around you, uh, there are quite a few now. 
um, you know, all over the country. Um, you can easily find it on Facebook. Just find a group, a local group, um, meet up with people, um, get the confidence um, you need uh, because the community is just massive, um, believe it or not, uh, for those who are listening. And there are lots of people there, you know, with good, solid advice. Um, you know, you've got obviously trained and qualified professionals um, out there as well uh, for assessments, um, really seek their knowledge as well. Uh, there's so much help out there, but the important thing is don't be afraid. Um, you know, don't be scared at all to, to try it. Uh, you know, give it a go. You never know. You know, you never know. Oh, yeah. positive you. thinking and visualization. <laughs> that, 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 that's it. Just, just, just yeah. see yourself. Just see yourself doing it. Mm. Uh, you know, you're already walking with your dogs every day, so yeah. you can you can run with them. Not every day, but you can run with them. Um, it's just fast walking. That's all it is. Just fast you walking. Know. Just fast walking. <laughs> 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 We'll remember that next time. I think we're going to adopt that one. Listen back to this podcast about that first <laughs> few miles you ever did. <laughs> oh yeah, Just oh yeah. Walking. Just fast walking. <laughs> but no, seriously. Um, you know, like I said, I can't stress this enough. You know, there's, you know, there's a lot of ad- advice out there. You know, a lot of people willing to help. And you know, I think one of the fears or one of the things that tends to put people off is, oh, my dog's reactive. Um, you know, all our dogs were at one point um and we you know we all understand you know what your what you are going through and uh, we've been there before and we're all here to help um you know so find a local club um you know go to an event even if you're not running with your dog at the event just go to an event you know with your dog just see what the event's about ask questions you know and you know the loads of people there willing to you know willing to help yeah that's brilliant advice well thank you so much and um yeah we, we will be following your progress and seeing smiles thank you that just fast walking <laughs> fast, <laughs> fast <you> walking <laughs> thank you there we are uh, thank you for having me really appreciate oh. it thank you for listening to this episode of talk canny cross we really hope that you've enjoyed it But don't forget to hit subscribe so we can keep you up to date and let you know when the next episode comes out. Happy canny crossing.